everybody this is the holy backboard and you may be noticing why is sage doing the announcing well that's because my co-host dustin haas is in norway uh with his beautiful wife enjoying hiking and having a nice white vacation and i am here in his house in north portland taking care of all the stuff and we have basically the third member of the holy backboard with us and that is evan m What's up, Evan? What's going on, man? Glad to be here. The bummer that it's a bummer that Dustin can't be here. I, I wanted to rub in his face something that he's been giving me shit for for the past year. We'll get into it in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I was really, really hoping that I could rub it in. He got the news of uh, of it while he was in Norway, and one of the first things he did was tweet at me. He was like, "You were right." <laughs> Isn't that doesn't that feel great when he lets you know, "Hey, I was I was wrong. You were right. Good shit." Like yeah, that, so that just feels the, so great. For, for the listener, just so you know, it's you know we'll get into it more later. But the whole LeBron going to LA, I called that on the Holy Backboard like a year ago. It was last off season, and I just I just felt that it made the most sense. Obviously, I don't think I have fucking insider information or anything like that. I just thought it made the most sense. And he was so adamant. I mean, he is, but he is blinded by his hatred of the Lakers, where he can't he can't have an unbiased opinion on it. It's like he couldn't bring himself to it, and I'm just like, man, it's gonna happen. And throughout the entire year, we would go back and, like, I had lunch with him a few weeks ago, and he's like, do you still think uh, LeBron's going to L.A.? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. I I respect that he said something and stuck with it, even though all of, like, the facts were pointing to the opposite way. He was in his corner saying, nah, LeBron's not going to L.A. Fuck L.A. Yeah. I, I gotta, you gotta respect that. Oh, for sure. No, so, the pettiness I love. Absolutely. So, Evan, uh, for the people listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Dash Radio, nothing but, re- nothing but net radio, how can people find you? Before we even start talking about this crazy offseason, how can people find you? Thank you for, uh, for that introduction. And, um, yeah, so the best ways to find me, I'm on Twitter at Evan M PDX, and I know you always make fun of me for spelling it, but it's people get confused. It's E V A N E M PDX is my Twitter handle. Um, a lot of Blazer talk, Pug talk, pol- polit- some political stuff, but mainly mainly basketball. Uh, Instagram, you can find me the same way, Evan M PDX, and then I have a website where I sell art at evanm.com. Right now, actually, I've got a sale on some really cool Blazer prints. Uh, doing a free agency fire sale, just trying to clear space. Um, so $10 for each for, there's a Dame, a CJ, a Nurk, and a Rashid Wallace one. And there's a few left. So people, if you're into that, go hit it up. I, I posted it the other night and got a few retweets and had to send out like dozens of prints the other day. It was, I was up late the other night packing up prints. That's, you know, you are one of the best artists, like, in, in the game, man, you do some fantastic art. I mean, I, I got the I got the Anthony Davis painting you did for me hanging up at the house down in Southern Oregon. Can't wait to bring it up uh, to Portland. But, like, people, if you want some pop art from a very talented, talented man, check out my boy Evan M. E-V-A-N-E-M. 
But yeah, appreciate man. Appreciate that. Appreciate I mean, that. I, I, now we that we got the plugs out of the way. Mm-hmm. Anthony Simons. How do you feel about Anthony oh. Simons? We we got to go to the draft because the draft adds on to free agency because of some moves that have been made. So how do you feel about the uh, 24th pick, Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. in the second round? Sure. So, I mean, before we even get like to the picks, we should note that I on Twitter leading up to the draft, I predicted exactly what was going to happen, where we had the trade exemption from the Allen Crab trade, correct? Yep. And I knew, predicted going in, that Olshea is going to try to trade the 24 pick and that exemption for a veteran. But it's, you know, it's very predictable that teams don't really give a shit about the number 24 pick in the draft. It is, is like, the the percentage of you getting a player good enough to be on your roster, not like a starter, not a star, on your roster, is 1 in 9. So before we, like... I know the summer league is tomorrow. And before we judge Anthony Stymans and Gary Trent, one in nine chance that this guy is going to be good enough to be on the roster. So 24th pick is meaningless. I think like the 12th pick a few years ago got Marco Bellinelli. So like the twice as many picks isn't going to net you much. So it really was just the trade exemption. And then the, 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 the pick was just like the cherry on top that no one bit. Yeah, and, and the trade exemption is just to, like, see if there's a team that wants to get rid of, like, a disgruntled vet that, like, wants to, you know, that wants a fresh start somewhere. Obviously, it, there wasn't. So th- I also predicted that, that Neil's going to pick someone who's going to ride the bench. And Anthony Simons, he's 19 years old. Who knows how good he's going to be? But I've heard from people that he might not even get any minutes this next year. Like, only D-League. G-League, yeah. G, yeah, G-League, excuse me. Correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't, like, he he committed to Louisville, and then the Patino stuff went down, yep. and he didn't go to Louisville. Yeah, he went so to, he like, a, a prep school for a year where he, like, learned yoga and all this bullshit. So, like, all the film that you see is against high schoolers. It's not even against college men. It's, like, high school boys. So, of course, he's doing dope shit, but mm-hmm. it's against people that are a year his junior. So it's like, how do you judge how good he is? And it's, it's hilarious because Olshea said afterwards, after taking him that, you know, they, they're not there to take the safe pick. They're in there to take a, a risky pick. The ironic part is, is that Neil Olshea will be long gone before we realize yeah. oh, who absolutely. Anthony Simons even is. I mean, so that is in my mind, that is the safest pick is to pick someone that we can't judge you for mm-hmm. for three or four years. We're not going to be able to judge you on that pick. Exactly. And, and, and for me, like, you know, I did my studying. I knew who I wanted on my board and picks one, two, four and five were there. And, you know, Neil O'Shea, he fucks with the, the veteran college player. He did it with Dame. He did it with CJ. He did it with Alan Crabb. Ronde Hollis Jefferson played numerous years, so like that is his mo. And for him to swing for the fences with Anthony, it's like this—he's trying to buy himself that extra year. And I don't think drafting Simons actually does that for him. I mean, he talks all this shit, but just totally doesn't do what he says he's going to do in the draft. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was a few days after the regular season. Old Shea said that. The next move is to add a few playoff caliber veterans, which with no cap space, you know, the only way he could have done it was with that exemption at on draft day or, 
you know, I mean, let's face it, the only people that have value on this roster are Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and Zach Collins. No one else is really tradable, or they were free agents. Um, so unless you're willing to pull the trigger on one of those three, you're not going to be able to bring back in a decent veteran with what you have left. And that was predictable. And that's what's so frustrating about it's boring. It's boring. It's predictable. And and what did he do? Or right, we're, we're going to get into free agency a little bit. But last year in the draft, it was a little bit more splashy where he moved up for Zach Collins. And it, I don't know how good Zach Collins is going to be, but it's the only thing that excites me about this team mm-hmm. is like because he's the only thing that he's the only thing that could propel us to maybe a few more wins exactly. or being more respectable. I mean, we're we're maxing out with what we're getting from Damon CJ. Like, there's not much more that they can give us. Absolutely, man. Um, I, I mean, now we have that lotto chip with Anthony, but he's not going to be good when we need him to be good, which is now. Yeah, and then. Gary Trent is whatever. I mean, it's crazy that the news came out today that they guaranteed his rookie deal for three years as a second round pick. They used part uh, of the MLE on him, which is pretty rare for second round picks. The only one I can really remember off top, because I'm not looking at the internet right now, is they the Pelicans did that with Frank Jackson, who like actually has some skills. Like he plays defense and offense. Gary Trent Jr. just shoots. He doesn't give a fuck about defense. So to like make that person, uh, that second round player, a guaranteed part of your roster for three years, mm-hmm. Neil O'Shea has to really see something in him that I personally do not. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to think. I mean, and then so he makes that move. And uh, I believe Casey Holdo was saying today that you can kind of read into that, that, that free agent, we're done with free agency. Obviously, the looming thing is Nurkic's qualifying offers out there. Doesn't look like he's gotten an offer sheet from anyone. So that's looming. But outside of that, Holdall was basically saying, like, that's probably going to be it for free agency after signing those two contracts and, and dipping into the MLE with him. And I mean, like, I'm last year, I was feeling very confident with our bigs. We had, you know, Nurk. Al Farouk, Ed Davis, and then the bums. Now that Ed Davis is gone, I feel so scared about our big rotation. One injury, and Myers Leonard or Caleb Swanigan is going to play major minutes for this team. Yeah, so I did a I did a podcast the day after free agency started, and it was you know reported to Ed Davis. We did it right. I did it with uh, the dudes over at Trailcasters. Yep, and um. It was right after the Ed Davis signed with Brooklyn, and um, we we that morning we were like, it's a head scratcher. Like we didn't understand why they made that deal, and now we're almost a week removed, and I still don't know why. Um, I know Olshay. They had a press conference today, and Olshay gave a bullshit explanation that he said, "Oh, I counseled him through this. I told his agent, you got to take that." My feeling is is that Neil Olshay, at some point during the season. Uh, that from what I believe you told me this, it was rumored that the Blazers approached Nurkic with a with an extension. Yeah, in a twelve million ish dollar range, somewhere in there. I, I believe so. Yeah, it could be more, honestly. So my feeling is that they approached Nurkic with an extension offer. Him and his agent turned it down. That kind of scared Neil into thinking like, oh God, they know something I don't. This off season, he's going to get an offer, and I'm going to have to match it. So I'm gonna, I I have to let Ed walk. So I have some cap space. 
And now we're stuck in a situation where no one's like we haven't heard Nurkic linked to anyone. Have you heard Nurkic linked to anyone? Just bullshit like you know, random blogger or random you know podcaster here saying, "Oh, this is what I've been hearing." So it's yeah. nothing concrete. I think he's just going to take that that qualifying. My my biggest worry for this offseason was that we were going to match him at like sign like a big boy contract at twelve oh one July first. But mm-hmm. it didn't happen, which makes me happy. Like, Neil O'Shea's not betting against himself. But I no, think... No, this is... Yeah, Nurkic taking the qualifying offer would be the best, I think, case for both parties involved. I like, mean, just punt, punt this into next offseason and figure it out then. Like, we, you know, especially with letting... But it, it's going to be frustrating them because it's going to be like, well, you let Ed walk when you probably really could have signed he him. He is... Ed, Dave Davis was Nurkic exter- insurance. Like... Yeah, you know what's great to have when you're a jump shot shooting team? A dude who likes to offensive rebound. And Ed Davis was Ed the Davis best. Does. Like, yeah. he was the best offensive re- Like, remember when we were winning 13 games in a row? Do you know what we were the best in the league at? Rebounding. And mm-hmm. we talk, took the best offensive rebounder on our team and gave him to, Bro- like, you know, just let him walk to Brooklyn. Like, how are we going to establish dominance in the post when we don't have our most hungry and ferocious rebounder there getting those Kobe assists, getting the uh, like the, the assists after he gets the rebound and kicks it to CJ? Like, we don't have that. And I, and I know people are thinking Caleb Swanigan could do it. And I agree he could, but he's not going to provide the defense. And in today's just, game, he can, you can't, if you can't play defense, you're not playing as big. You're just not. Just, and he's just not going to be ready. Like, I mean, he he didn't get enough looks last year. And now yeah, that royal jelly, man. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that's like, all right, well, you're going to get. I mean, he's going to have to play, mm-hmm. um, probably. And then I don't know. Is Papianis even be part of the active roster? Like, are, you never I know, man. But like the big, the, like we had eight thousand two hundred and seventy three bigs last year. Now it's mm-hmm. like one injury. Oh fuck, we're going to have to see what Caleb can do. It, it's yeah. not the best. And, and Caleb's still going to see minutes. Or Myers. One of the two is still going to see minutes. And you know Myers is going to play like 30 games now just because of our lack of bigs. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. No, it was right. And, and then the other part about the, the press conference day, which was just really jarring to hear, was Olshay, like, I thought that he was going to punt on the Ed Davis thing and, like, give a like a very small, like a, a short answer, but he like went into crazy detail and it's like, whoa, you know how publicly upset Damon CJ were. And now you're sitting here saying like, oh yeah, I was the guy who told him to leave. Like I was the guy who told him to take that contract. I know. Like, I know. You're I pissing should. off your two best players here. I, dog. I know I should have watched that, but I just don't believe a, a word that that man says. He's just, no. he's so desperate to keep his job. I mean, there's 30 GM jobs. So to be employed in the NBA is like, you know, the dream for most scouts and people like Neil O'Shea. So he's trying to keep that job as best he could and and to just like basically shit on, I'd say, the fan favorite of all of the players. It's not a good look. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, Ed's a glue guy. He did stuff that no one else wanted to do. He was a locker room guy. He wanted to be here. How often do we talk about free agents? We we can't land free agents. And then when they come here, you've got one who's like, I want to be here. Like, I want to play here. And it's like, no, we're, you're good. We'll go and use that money to sign 
Nick Stauskas and Seth Curry. Thanks. Uh, all right. I mean, you mentioned Nick Stauskas. When I first heard the news, it was like 7 a.m. I was like, all right, is that the good white player for the 76ers? And it wasn't. And then I had to go back to my Nick Stauskas memory. He's one of those dudes that, like, you know, gets hot every 10 games. And people remember the, like, the, the, the time he scored 20. He's not consistent at all. Luckily, he is on a minimum contract. But when I read that, you know, we lost at Davis and signed Nick Stauskas, I was pretty furious with with what he was doing. Because we have, like, a lot of guards right now. A oh, lot yeah. of tiny That's- guards. Oh, yeah, we're up to seven. I mean, so Olshay said that he made upgrades at, bo- at the press conference. He said we made upgrades at both pos- at, at a couple of positions. So he's saying that Seth Curry is an upgrade over Shabazz, which is debatable, which I've had debates with people. Who knows? My argument against Seth Curry, and this is my favorite argument to make when you look at this stuff, is that Seth Curry has been in the league for, what, like five years, I think? Maybe. Four, four or five. He didn't play last year due to injury, but yep. he's been in the league for four or five years. Seth Curry has never played in a meaningful NBA game his entire career. No, because he was on Dallas and Sacramento. Played for terrible teams. He's mm. never played in a meaningful game. And someone fired back, well, neither is Shabazz. Well, Shabazz has since he's been here, and we've, we've seen that he can produce in meaningful games. Nick Skidowskis has never played in a meaningful game. No, so he, bring- got, he got traded for Trav, uh, uh, Booker as the season went on when the Philly was playing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so you get you bring in so an upgrade at those two positions. So in the other position being Stauskas over Pat, Pat, sure, I mean, you can you meh. can make the debate. Mm. Yeah, they're both lateral moves at best, and they don't move the needle. So I, you know, I uh, someone told me today said that the roster is better now. And Sage, I want to read to you our bench. I tweeted that earlier. I want to read to you our bench. It is from off the top of my head, and correct me if I'm missing any. So the first, the two rookies, Anthony Simons, mm-hmm. Gary Trent Jr. Anthony Simons probably not going to play this year. Gary Trent might. might just because he's battling against dudes who aren't that good too. And then you've got the Seth Curry signing, Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas, Jake Lehman. Those are four dudes who are barely in the league. Like Nick Stauskas just signed a one-year vet a minimum. So we, we weren't competing with anyone on him. Seth Curry maybe could play somewhere else, but it wasn't like we were competing with someone there. Jake Lehman, I'm convinced that Neil O'Shea forgot to waive him in time, <laughs> and he's now part of the team. And then Wade Baldwin, we picked, we got, didn't we pick him up last year? Like, wasn't he a free agent? Like, wasn't yeah, yeah. he just? Yeah. So those are literally four dudes who are barely in the league. Barely, barely in the league. Then you've got Evan Turner, one of the worst contracts in in uh, all yeah, of the league. Yeah. You've got Evan Turner. You've got. Uh, Myers Leonard, you've got George Papianis, you've got Biggie, and you've got Zach Collins. Zach Collins being the only respectable bench player. And he that hasn't is, really shown much. We're just basing yeah, that on potential. Hope. Yeah. That that is one of the worst benches in the NBA by far. Absolutely. That is a terrible bench. Like shockingly bad. So so when you say we've made so the differences so far in this year are out. Uh, Ed Davis, Shabazz, Pat Connaughton, in Seth Curry, Nick Stauskas, Gary Trent, Anthony Simons, and people are saying that we're better off. Mm. Like that's crazy. That's, that's, to me. That, that's crazy to me as well. I mean, Seth puts up good numbers on a shitty team, but he puts up good numbers. The thing that worries me is it's a stress a stress factor in his tibula, and he's coming back now. I've dealt with. 
well, I mean, actually, both of us have dealt with a guy dealing with a stress fracture. Uh, Alan Grab had one and actually played on it. Drew oh, hold on. I got breaking news right now. Oh, what's up? Restricted free agent center Yusuf Nurkic has agreed to a four-year, $48 million deal to stay in Portland. <sighs> All right. But yeah, so Seth Curry, uh, yeah, I think he's in a beyond minutes restriction this year. If I was a if I was a betting man, you know, in August September, we're gonna hear the thing from Quick saying Steph uh, Seth Curry is gonna be a on a minutes restriction this entire year. So that's why. Mm-hmm. But like, if if it was NBA two K and this injury didn't exist, I'd be happy. But I, you know, stress fractures are tough. All right, let, let's let's get into this Nurk. Uh, Breaking just now, like what was Nurk just shit. Po- yeah. posted it. So we're recording this on a Friday at eight seventeen. Yep. Uh, it was po- Yeah, he, uh, Woj posted it like at eight ten. Four year, forty eight million to stay with Portland. God damn, that's a I, lot of money. Know, obviously, a few minutes ago, I just said best case scenario would be yeah, exactly. He could sign the qualifying offer, and you punt it till next year. So I'm guessing that Olshay and Paul Allen were like, "Fuck it, we want to lock him up. We don't want to worry so about for next year." So the fourth is partial, the partial guarantee. Is it? What? I'm, yeah. So what is it? Probably like. Is know, it a like team a, option? No, like if we decided to buy him out, it'd be like four million instead of twelve. Hmm. So I mean, what what are your first reactions? How do you feel? It's a lot of fucking money. Here, here's my issue with Nurk. I hate the way there's 20 games a year he just does not give a fuck. And, like, you see the talent in him. If he changed his attitude, like, Nurk Fever, dude could do no wrong. And then we saw, like, weaknesses in his game that were always there. That were always there. That just happened to be that, that great streak of luck. As the year went on this year, it went... My, like, enjoyment for him has gone down. I don't think Terry Stotts trusts him. And that's one of the reasons I don't like that. I think Stotts is not on this team for a while. I know a lot of people are happy about that. I, you know, whatever. But I don't think Terry Stotts trusts him at all. And you can see that in that New Orleans series. Nurkic was dominating the New Orleans inside. But just because he didn't trust him defensively, he was sitting out. And we got killed. I think Stotts and Nurk need to have a few powwows and talk about their issues. Because from, in my opinion, dude does not trust him at all. <laughs> How it, are you yeah, feeling? And, um, I would, I, obviously with the departure of Ed Davis, I'm glad that we, he's on our team. Because yeah. we need him. Yeah, we, need we need him on him our now. team. Uh, part of me is scared of what Nurk is going to do now that he's been paid. Now that, now that he has security... Um, part of that, part of me scare that scare, part of that scares me. Um, I'm, it, that's where it's the benefit of having someone like Damian Lillard on your team. Well, like he will stay on him and, and won't let him slouch off or half ass it. It'd be nice to have someone behind Nurk to push him at that position. Uh, I don't know what the Blazers plans are with, with, with Zach Collins, if they want him to be the four or the five in the future. I mean, I'm assuming with this, this means that they're going to want Zach Collins to be the four. At least for three more years. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zach is so weak as like a, as a man right now. Whoa. He put on a, he put on 15 or 20 pounds. Have you seen pictures of him? I have, but 
I'm just going on from what, you know, my memory serves me. Like, sure. Jameer, no, it, Jameer be... Nelson was able to handle him in the post. So he needs to put on that bulk, and I'm happy he did. Yeah. But I think he's a four until further notice. He might, you know, his second contract be a center. But if we're talking mm-hmm. first co- contract, Zach Collins. But that, that's what's the beauty of Zach Collins' style of play is that half the teams that we go against, he can be the five in certain situations. Oh, no, no, no. He can be. He 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 might finish games this year, bro. He yeah, might be the, the finishing. Five. He might be the finishing five. Like, mm-hmm. how many bigs in this generation of basketball could Zach, would Zach struggle with in the paint? It's not that many. No, and, well, it's it, going to be interesting because of all the centers that got drafted this last year. But true, yeah, like, I mean, they're all young, but yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Zach's not going to do well against Drummond, but that's why we just paid Nurk all that money to, mm-hmm. in the finishing five, Zach and, Zach and, uh, uh, Nurk will be there against the Pistons and then New Orleans and, like, well, their I, teams that they're going to definitely, have those two be the but I, I could see Zach being our our center in most games. Yeah, I tweeted it out last year, I think at the end of last year, that I can't wait for the day when Zach and Nurk start next to each other. Like that's gonna be fun. It'll <clears> be really fun. Um so yeah, well there it is. I mean Nurk four year, forty eight million. I'm glad he's here. I, I don't think it's an overpay. I think that it's probably right. Um, I mean, unfortunately really for this th- podcast. I, and it might be smart. And it might be. Do you know why this might be smart? Why? What's up? Because also that happened tonight was Sacramento is one of the three teams that has cap space. Signed an offer sheet to Zach Levine for $78 million. And Chicago mm-hmm. matched it. They said they're, they said they're going to match it immediately. Now they can drag it on and make for three Sacramento. More yep. Yeah. For like four with the injury. I think it's four more days. Um. But that was it. Maybe Neil saw that's a scary thing where they struck out on on Zach Levine, where it's like, all right, we've got money. Who are we going to spend it on? Who's available? You know, they could point. I pointed out that if I were them, I would rather put an offer out to Clint Capella than Yusuf Nurkic. Absolutely. But, yeah. but that's still an option. So maybe Neil's like, let's just get this done. Mm, get this over with. Yeah. Uh, it's no, it's not. I think the best case scenario was qualifying offer. Um but maybe in this case, it's maybe it's in in the realm of he's not going to be worried about it this season. Where like if he signed the qualifying offer, then like he gets nervous, he clams up, he's playing for his future. Mm, he where might now, press. Well, now it's just all right. Like you know, let's go. I hope he's putting in work. I hope they hire a big man coach to help him develop low post moves. I pray to God he's not practicing 20 footers because we don't need him shooting 20 footers. And he was ass at 20 footers. He was terrible at it. You, like, so, on, you know, in the next few days, uh, Neil O'Shea is going to do, he's going to post something or, you know, one of his underlings is going to say, Nurk is in the best shape of his life. He's ready to run in this Terry Stott system. Just be prepared for that type of. Oh, for sure. It's going to happen. Anytime there's a big person getting signed, you can just count on it. Oh, the agent or the coach or somebody is going to say, this man is in the prime, like the never been better, never been in better shape, yada, yada, yada. So you can just book that. Right now, I'm a little upset about Nurk's contract, but that's just because we literally heard about it during this the broadcast of this show. If you ask me in a few days, I'm sure I'm going to say I'm cool with this. Well, and the other thing is in the next – in the four year, I think actually might be beneficial because in the next few years, the cap's going to go back up and then dudes are going to start getting paid stupid money again. 
I mean, Zach Levine just got 80 mil. (laughs) And it's not as, it's not going to be as crazy as 2016. No. But like, what, you know, what if Nurk was like, fuck, I'll sign a two year, $24 million deal. And then in two years, um, when, you know, when Dame's contracts, you know, he'd have one more year, but then Nurk is lingering too. Like, so maybe the, the security of the four year, 48 million, I think that's fair. I mean, I do, again, qualifying offer had it, would have its benefit. But actually, not even really, right? Because even if he signed the qualifying offer, Ed Davis is already gone. Yeah, like, it's you can't, gone. You can't, you can't bring him back. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, and we're not going to be able to sign another free agent. Like this is this is the team we're rolling with. You know, going into, I know people are like, is you know, is he going to shake things up and trade Dame or CJ? I think this signing shows that they're definitely not. They're, gonna they're do running that. it back. My yeah, thing is now, since we have you know Nurk in place for a while. And we have Zach Collins for seven more years. I'm thinking more than ever, we're going trash heap for that fourth big. I, I mean, like, teams will do it. Teams do it a lot. Like, you pick up Terrence Jones and he re- revitalizes his career. You pick up Domatis Montayunas, he revitalizes his career. I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to do a sign, give someone a minimum offer big in the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, who, do you? Is there like a list that are out there? Oh, not right now. Like a like a Chris Kamen, like a younger Chris Kamen Oof. type, like that. Is that what you're thinking? Like you know, what I mean, like a, like that type of signing. I don't. I think that it would be a very good idea to sign. Like I I know there's rumors of him retiring, but like let's say we give David West some money. I can see that, but I think that it could be like an even younger dude, but still like a young veteran. That can just show Zach, like, hey, this is how you do it. Because he doesn't really have that good examples of being a successful big anymore since Ed's gone. And Ed's not really, like, as skilled as Zach. What up, Kratos? Kratos, Fat Man's chiming in. Hey? He heard a dog, heard a dog barking. <laughs> um, that is, that's his cute pug. I wonder, I wonder if Neil's a little gun shy. About signing a big like that after the festive Festus Azili situation, <laughs> just got completely burned by that. Oh man! And then he stretched him. Ugh. Yeah. So that was an ideal, but you know, well, and well, that's the other thing is that we we have we don't have a roster spot. Look at I just named off all the guys coming off the bench, and like two of those guys, two or three or what? Two of those guys aren't going to be on the active roster because there's. Nine of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you bring in another guy, that's 10. Uh, you can have 15, right? You have yeah. 15 players on your roster and then 12 yep. on an active roster. 13 on the active roster. Oh, 13. Okay. Well, Anthony Simons is not going to be on the active roster for pretty much the majority of the year. I, mean, um, I bet you he plays a little bit. And, like, I'm going to say December, January, Anthony is going to play 10 games. And then we're shutting him down and sending him back to D League or G League, excuse me. I can yeah. see that, but yeah, if most he, of the if he time gets any, if he gets any sort of significant minutes, like not, I don't, I don't mean significant, but like if he gets like Shabazz Napier minutes, that is a sign of things are not going well. Either, <laughs> either someone had like a season-ending injury, or we're just not playing well, and it's like we're grasping at straws here. <laughs> hey man, you gotta do what you gotta do if you're Terry Stotts, man. You got, you're trying to win games and. Nurk, yeah, let, okay. Nurk gets you more wins than not having Nurk. And oh. maybe you're right with the whole 
now he feels comfortable in Portland. He has that long-term deal, but we've seen him be a petulant bitch before. Yeah, it's interesting that when we've seen him before, that was obviously because he was going head-to-head with Jokic, and then everyone realized that Jokic is a better player. But now, especially with that Davis gone, they, I mean, there's no one, again, no one's pushing him from behind. There's no one going to be, uh, only in situations where we have to go small, which is understandable, that's just the way it would be. There's no legitimate, Myers Leonard isn't fucking sniffing Yusuf Nurkic's minutes, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not an issue, so... So Who is, knows how he exits that? Is Nurk the fourth highest paid player now on our team? Yeah, uh, I think Dame, just barely, CJ, right? Evan, and then Nurk, and then Myers, and then Mo. Mo yeah, and then that's it for like <laughs> I big mean, contracts. That, that, that yeah, but that that you know that's enough. You uh, wasted money. Well, think think about so th- so. Let's look at Neil's free agencies the past two years. We talked about this year. He signed Seth Curry, Nick Stauskas, let Pat Shabazz, Ed Davis walk. Do you remember what his big move last year was in free agency? Wasn't it nothing? It was nothing, right? Getting lucky that Brooklyn still wanted Alan Crabb and trading oh, Alan shit. Crabb's yeah, contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. Neil Shea probably wouldn't have a job if if Brooklyn wouldn't have taken that contract. Can you imagine if we had that contract on the oh, book? Dude, with- well, like, you know... We wouldn't be able to sign Nurk. We would be so. We'd be in such a bad place. I mean, we're, uh, you can handle one awful contract. You really can. Teams can handle one. We have two enormous. Like, I, 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 my goal is not to be mean to Myers, but like, no, and we no, have and I don't, two I'm not players mean to the that guys are at all. It's shitty. Not their fault. Like Get money. Yeah, exactly. Dude, if I'm their agent, I'm saying take this contract. But it's like we have two atrociously bad contracts. Well, they're untradeable. Yeah. They're un, like completely untradeable. Not um, this year. Maybe when Alan Crabb, I mean, when Evan Turner is that, you know, free agent next year, he's a nice trade ship, but he's that's not. not he, he's got two more years left. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, you mean for, yeah, I mean. Yeah, two years. The, the, when, those, when those contracts are tradable, it's maybe next summer. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely trade deadline, tra- trade deadline after that. Because my, my thing is, let, let's go back to the uh, the trade exemption, which I think is like our only tool. Yeah, this time it's summertime. Every team outside of like in Atlanta is thinking: if things break right, we're making the playoffs. They're not yeah. trading veteran players that they think are good to the Blazers for money. They're no. just not. No, and the time to strike it, was it, the dread t- trade deadline. People are desperate. No one's well, desperate. Yeah, and if and if Neil was going to use that, it would have been at the draft. Like that's the time to use it. If we would have had like the fifteenth pick, maybe you could use it. Right? But it would if still be like a rotation guy that we trade for. Well, that's, I mean, that's what he's saying that we need, right? We need playoff caliber veterans, which, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the idea, but now what? That exemption's gone in, what, like three weeks, two weeks? Yeah, and one of the weird things is we could, all right, when Ed Davis was signed away, there was a chance we could have, so we were the tax, we had the taxpayer MLE, which is 5.4, or 5.5, it's 5 million plus some. When the second he, uh, 
Ed got signed away. We could have done the eight million MLE, but that that signing would have fucked up our uh, trade exception. So like, Neil had some juggling to do with the MLE and then the exemption. He yeah. used it on Seth and Gary Trent. Do you think that was an appropriate use of our one? Ex- well, one of the two exemptions we had. Uh, I I just think he knew after the draft, after gauging like what, how much more was going to change after the draft. I think he knew that he just wasn't going to use it, and that was it. And he's like, all right, well, that's that's where we're at right now. And the gift, the gift in, and yeah, it was a good trade exemption to have as a huge, a big one. Mm-hmm. But the gift was the fact that the Nets took Alan Kraft's contract. I mean, they let's took be him honest, back like the that. day, the day they could, they took him back. I don't that, see what it's a head, Sean Marks saw. It's so head scratching. I know crazy. their whole thing is like you know, fast, 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 and Alan Kraft could do that, but man. I know it's wings crazy. are like, and he didn't. And uh, towards the end of the year, Crab played pretty well. Towards the end of the year, didn't he? Like he put up a few pretty big games. He was, he was fine, but not yeah, twenty percent of your cap team. fine. Yeah, and on a bad team, yeah, fun team. Yeah. I like. I enjoyed watching him, but not that much. No, uh, there was some big news. Uh, it looked like Neil attempted to trade for Boogie Cousins, and. Obviously, this the, these points are mute, moot now, but like, how would you have felt if we traded Zach Collins and Mo Harkless for Boogie Cousins? So what was, I know, I heard it was going to be a sign of trade. What would it have been? So what, what the- I have been hearing is that it was Mo and Zach Collins for Boogie. I think the, fu- the people saying it was a one year is absolute horseshit. It was either two or five. I mean, if I guess on my end, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, I mean, now it doesn't matter at all. But I, no, but I'm saying, well, I'm saying whatever was reported. I would not want Boogie Cousins. Um, he, he, how many years of playing for shitty teams where he couldn't elevate them in Sacramento did we have to see before? Like this guy just doesn't win. Can, and then you combine that with the fact that he's coming off an Achilles where he might not be playing till January, February. It, p- players don't have a great history of coming back from that injury, and. You know, coming and he's into 300 this, pounds too. <laughs> yeah, and coming into this season, the one thing I'm excited about is to see the development of Zach Collins. Neil O'Shea last summer was saying he's a 12 to 15 year guy, and you're going to turn around and trade him for a dude that like we have no idea how it's going to work out in Portland. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that. And also because if we get Boogie, it doesn't put us. I don't think we're competing with Golden Not State this or Houston. Year. Not this no, year. no. So like, why? Why do that? Why take on all that contract? Why I, I, take on all that drama? A wise person on Twitter said that Neil O'Shea promotes the fact that he was second place in getting free agents and trades so that he could uh, keep his job a little longer. And that wise man was actually you, Evan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of his claim to fame. He likes to come out, you know, Paul George last year where... Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside, You know yeah. that shit's for a reason. It's so that... Paul Allen thinks, oh, I mean, at least he's trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you see you see situations where like, oh wait, Jimmy Butler was available and went to a small, like a like a not huge market team. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, Paul Paul George went to a tiny team and then agreed to stay there after his contract was up. Like everyone was saying, oh, you're renting Paul George. Apparently not. No, he, he's fine staying in OKC. 
um, which totally was frustrating to me where it's like, not only did we not get him, but then it's like, oh, if he would have came to Portland, if we were three seed without him, and if he would have came here, like if we would have, you know, competed for a Western Conference spot, like could we have convinced him to stay? Maybe. I don't know. We'll never know. I st- we need shooting so bad, man. Well, enter Seth and Stauskas and Trent. And Trent and all I mean, those beggar, guys. Beggars cannot be choosers. I still think we need a wing shooter. Because <laughs> teams in, cl- in games that the other team needs a must win, they're going to do what New Orleans did in the playoffs and oh, yeah. force Alfred Camino to pretend he's Steph Curry for a game. That's and, still, that's and, still and a thing. And he did play pretty And that was the thing is he played well, but like you just can't ask him well, to do that. All right. Dustin's not here, so I can be a little mean. Okay. You played ball before. I heard you have a wet jump shot. Oh, absolutely. So pretend you're you're running. Yeah. And you need one more. But somebody like there is no one else. So your one of your homies girls plays and you just let, let that girl have all the shots. That's what New Orleans did to Alfred Camino. They treated him like a homies girl that doesn't play basketball. You can shoot all yeah. the threes you want. <laughs> but didn't in the post didn't in that postseason didn't he shoot like forty percent? Well. Yeah, but then he forgot he was Steph Curry. That he well, was not Seth. Uh, Steph. Yeah, well, they made him do that. Well, hold on. Let's. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, on the flat on the game four, which is a game in Orleans. I was at. They baby. were at. Hey, yeah, he at Rip Twitty. There was nobody yelling louder. Than me and Dustin for whenever your stuff was given away. Just want to let dope. dog. You Appreciate already know. That. You already know. Yeah. Uh, in the last game of the series, he did take eleven threes. Holy shit! But he was five for eleven. He shot forty five percent. Yeah, but I'm sure, like in the first quarter, he hit three, and then you know, numbers and statistics got in the way of him shooting threes. He had 27 <laughs> points in game four. Holy oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. 11 for 20 from the field. Yep. Um, in game two, he had 14 and 15 rebounds. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he played well, but you but can't... That's, th- that, that's that not was his a scheme. You that was the yeah. scheme that the Pelicans did to drew up to make Alfred do that. Yeah, and yeah, and add, with the additions we made, it doesn't... Again, it's not... I mean, does yeah, s- swapping in <laughs> Seth Curry and Nick Stauskas, we still get like if, if last year put him in that situation, we still get swept easily. Are we going to run a three guard lineup for like fifteen minutes with our two superstars and then Seth? Well, we did with Shabazz. Yeah, are we? Uh, you think that's going to happen? I know there is a fan question dealing, talk, asking a question about Seth Curry. Do you have? And it to ties have that? into my response to homie. I I have to shout him out. Okay. He is one of the best small forwards in 2K at defending one th- one through five. He, he put him out there, and he is one of the best defenders. I happen to oh, play with him for, like, he and I have played 2K in the last two years for, like, 800 hours. <laughs> Jeez. He's a beast. Well, shout he is, out. He's a beast. Shout out, Mike. Here, his question is over under on younger brother Curry making 82 threes a season. Short, short reason why. And then in parentheses, Shabazz made 82 last year. Three pointers. All right. Well, I, when, when I, when he made that, when Neil made that signing, my first thought was, 
oh, we're finally going to have someone to take that Alan Crabb role. And Alan Crabb took four or five shots a game. So I imagine that he's going to take four or five threes in a game. Maybe more just because that means Al Farouk takes less. He's definitely hitting 82 threes in the season. I think he will, but I think that the the caveat to it health. is nah, well, health one. Two, if our guards struggle defensively, I could see Wade Baldwin taking some of his minutes. If that second unit is just getting torched, I could see Terry being like, Wade Baldwin, get in there. And, you know, play. I mean, that's kind of what Wade Baldwin, his MO was. Well, dude, he knew that playing with 100% effort every second he was on the floor is how he was going to stay in the NBA. Well, and and I he actually did it. He's not, he's not on our he, roster, is he? He is, I think. Oh, he, he is? He happens, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we had okay, the good. rights to him. Okay, good. Um, yeah, so the, the only way I could see, uh, outside of injury, Seth Curry making less than 82 is if, we get into a situation where defensively the guards are getting torched and, and Wade Baldwin's got to take some of those minutes. So do you believe, actually believe in Wade Baldwin as like a lockdown defender? No, but I think he's the lesser of all evils. I mean, the I thing think he's athletic. That, I think he's I very think, athletic. I think the thing was that the Blazers for years, especially the backcourt of Damon CJ, have been, they've been shat on by everyone saying they don't play defense. This last year, I think with the emergence of Nurk in the middle, yeah, if I mean, you go he, look he at if you go look at individual defenses, like Damian Lillard individually is ranked, was ranked 15th in the league in defense last year, which is crazy. But he's obviously not that good. But no. he's he he's tries also though. not he's also not that bad either. Before he's fine. before when you had a situation where Mason Plumlee is back there, when like you know on a pick and roll you have Mason Plumlee behind you, that's scary. But now with Nurkic in there and then. Ed's obviously no longer there, but Zach Collins, when he's in, he's got length. Ed Davis can help out from the we, you know, on the sides. Made made the team defense. I mean, the team defense finished eighth in the league, which is the year before. I think it was like twenty something. Yeah, we couldn't even talk about Blazer defense without like laughing for a few years. Nerf yeah. established something so we could actually be respectable defensively. Obviously, we're not great, and the numbers definitely help. Yeah, but well, and that's the, that's the funny thing. So Dame obviously is quote unquote fifteenth. I mean, he's ranked fifteenth. He's not as good. CJ's like top thirty, but it goes in Nurk as an individual defensive player. Nurk isn't that great, but like it goes back to I think it was the Boston one of the Boston teams where like they were older and slow, but and no one really stood out as a lockdown defender, but they all just knew how to move together on defense and made their team defense really good. And that's gonna but, get better with time. Every yeah. every game that our three high paid players and then Zach can play together, they're going to develop that continuity and like learn to trust each other and play on that rope, that line that like all good defensive teams can play at. So mm-hmm. I, I imagine our defense will be fine statistically, but there's still those scheme issues where we're so reluctant to change, like. Bradley Beal had a career game. Like, there's so many te- players that have, like, career games against us because they know that our we're kind of... We, we were stubborn at uh, defensively. But I no. think statistically, if we're just looking at base stats, we'll be fine defensively. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's go around the league. Okay. Obviously, you have some ammunition to, to, to say at our... 
beloved, my beloved co-host, Dustin, who is in uh, Norway right now. What do you have to say about the LeBron James signing? Or do you want to go in order or just go with no, the big, go, biggest yeah, first? No, you, I say you just rattle, rattle them off and we'll go. All right, LeBron, how, do you feel, how do you feel about LeBron? Um... As far as a Dustin thing goes, like I don't, whatever. Like I just, <laughs> I called it, which is fine, great. Uh, I wish we would have bet something on it. I wish I could have got a lunch out of it. Maybe we did. I don't know. We can go back and <laughs> and look check at that. Takes. T- check, check the tapes. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but as far as him signing there, it's it was expected. There, you know, it's going to be interesting because they're probably going to knock a playoff team out of the West because. You Just think by there's any chance it's us? Uh oh, sure, oh, okay. totally. Okay. So I mean, I it, do as well. So we finished, definitely a chance. We finished third. It's good to know that we have Nurkic coming back. We finished third. The teams behind us, you know, Utah's going to be one year older, more mature, and better. Yep. Um, OKC locked down Paul George and Carmelo is not going to be there, which I saw like the difference between Melo on the floor versus not. Yep. And it's going to, it's going to help them a lot with him not being there. Um, Minnesota is in kind of a weird disarray. I'm, they the, the might team be that, the team that gets or, knocked or, out. or the Spurs. If, if Kawhi does get dealt, Absolutely. They just, if they bring back young assets, they could be the team that gets pushed out. Who is the Pelicans are going to be? fine i mean I think they're, they're gonna, gonna be, be better yeah i mean no boogie but boogie wasn't there when they made their run at the exactly end of the season. and julius Julie Randall Randall's was a, bad a great pickup yep. a great pickup and alfred um, payton could be better like he's never played with the caliber of talent is of he Anthony gonna Davis. start with rondo yeah, gone yeah, he's, he's gonna start unless we <sighs> again this is not a new orleans pelicans podcast so i shouldn't but I'm, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm hearing that they're gonna either they're gonna make a trade for either spencer dinwiddie or uh Dennis Schroeder. Oh, they should get Schroeder, man. He he doesn't want to. Yeah, be in but Atlanta. he has an assault charge. I don't think we're doing it. Oh, yeah. And maybe they need him to stick around Atlanta after seeing Trey Young in summer league, just looking terrible. Trey, I um, mean, Trey Young's so confusing to me. But we'll get to that. Okay, so LeBron as a whole, um, it's fine. It's it's a tough. You know, it puts the NBA in a tough situation where all this talent is on the West. I don't think they're going to be competing next year. Obviously. Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see the team in the West that knocks him out in the first round or not, not necessarily the first round could be second round, but, uh, I don't think that they will obviously make the finals with that team as constructed. If Where's they their co- shooting? Was that? Where is their shooting? Exactly. Where is their shooting? That spacing um, is going to be atrocious. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. You know, if they get quiet, that could change things, but it, you know, we'll see. All right, so that's, that's LeBron. Um, how do you feel about Paul George staying? Uh, I touched on earlier. It's frustrating as a Blazer fan knowing that we supposedly reached out to Indiana. Hindsight being twenty twenty, Oladipo was an All Star last year and looked great. But at the time, we and Sabonis is a legitimate prospect now. Yeah, the rumor of us offering up our three first round picks and then anyone not named Dame, CJ, or Nurk. It's frustrating, but um, I think it's great for the league. I'm a huge Russell Westbrook fan, yeah, you and are. I know it annoys the fuck out of people. And this is my defense of that. I just like enjoy. I enjoy watching fun you basketball. Like chaos, and I think he's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah it's not like I root. It's not like I necessarily care. I don't care if the Thunder go deep or not. I like watching him play. I enjoy watching him play too, and I defend him because he gets a lot of shit. People try to knock him. 
you know, they say that he's a selfish player. And then I point out, oh, when uh, Kevin Durant played there, he was a four-time scoring champ. But Westbrook's selfish? Like, Durant led the league in scoring four years when he played there. Whatever. But the narrative that people built up to this point was no star wants to play with him. So Paul George re-signing there, I love it because it's like, all right, well, fuck that narrative. Paul George re-signed. And Paul George had that decision between LeBron and Russ. For sure. And he took took Russ. Um, I like it. How do you feel about Kawhi Leonard? Where do you think Kawhi Leonard's going to go? Because I think San Antonio fucked up by saying... We're only trading him to the East Coast because that narrows everything. I know Pop doesn't want to create that dynasty of, uh, in LA, but like you're you're cutting out half the people that can offer shit. Yeah, I uh, this is another one that I predicted before it happened. Well, I didn't predict. I said that people were talking about how San Antonio had all the leverage, and my point before it happened was. If LeBron signs with the Lakers first, that gives the Laker leverage because it sends a signal to every other team in the league that says, go ahead and rent quiet your own risk. But he is coming here. It, if not this year, the next year. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, gave the Lakers a ton of leverage by LeBron doing that, which is smart. There were rumors that Kawhi and LeBron were texting before all this saying it'd be fun, you know, it'd be great if we played together. Um, I think eventually they trade him to L.A. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, they've, L.A.'s got, like, good assets, like, I know that, like, again, I'm glad Dustin's on the pod because he would be screaming at us saying <laughs> they're not that good. They are good. Like, Brandon Ingram's a good young asset. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's a really good young yeah. asset. Lonzo Ball could be a good asset. It's just his father sucks. Yeah, and, what? yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, whatever. But um, I think it's eventually L.A. I mean, what do you think happens? <sighs> they're asking for a lot. I think the Los Angeles Lakers would be willing to offer all of that and more to him. So I think eventually he goes to L.A. It might be at the trade deadline when, you know, Kawhi refuses to play the entire year. I was going to say, do you think he sits out? There's no way he could come back to that locker room, bro. You know how awkward that shit would be? That bridge is already burned. Dude, he, he, he was out for an entire year, essentially. Like yeah. he lost all that trust. He lost all that trust in that Spurs management. Well, the Spurs let Parker walk, and that was one of the main that was vocal. surprising as shit. But no, yeah. well, he was one of the main vocal guys against Kawhi, saying, "Dude, I've had that injury. Mine was way worse than I played," which is hilarious. <laughs> all so. right, uh, um, Boogie Cousins going to the Warriors. It's. I mean, it makes sense for both, like in every single way, Boogie. Goes to a situation where he doesn't he doesn't feel pressured to play until he's ready, and he has a chance to win a ring. And if he comes back, takes his time and comes back, it, it's gonna be it'll be a great situation for Golden State because once he comes back, they could say, "Hey, Draymond, take a week off," or you know, whoever, take a week off and relax. Um, and then it gives him a chance to get paid next off season, which I obviously I don't. If he plays well, he can't resign in Golden State. Like they're not gonna be able to afford to pay all these yep, guys. You don't have Bird. Yeah. So. so it's good. I think it's. I mean, it's not good for the NBA. I'm not like a, one of those freaks who are like, oh my god, I'm. I'm not going to watch the NBA. This is bullshit. No, I've been like, like, no. Yeah, I we, we put in always. Your Twitter has been so NBA centric recently, and like you know, I, I I think about basketball a lot. So it's like I'm not going to not watch this. The, the, I mean, I looked forever to find like you know the link to the summer league games tonight. Like, 
Oh yeah, uh, and if uh, we're like basketball straight, fiends, bro, so we're gonna watch and, regardless. And what, straight up, if, if if Blazer fans had the rule of I'm not gonna watch because we have no chance to win, then they just wouldn't watch at all. They wouldn't ever watch, right? Yeah, because we every we year once. we don't have a chance. Yeah, we won once. It's pretty hard to win the championship. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, very few teams do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, obviously, I have a special relationship with Boogie. Like, I think, obviously, I'm not there, so I don't have, like, the... But I know that we offered him two for, you know, 30, and he took that five. I think... Was the did, second year... Was the second... Was there, like, an option on the second year? He He's taking it regardless, just because he can get that 10, 10 years of service, so he can get the Supermax. Yeah. So he ruined his chance of getting that Supermax, really... Um, because he went to uh, to Golden State Warriors, which again, like I get it, you want to be petty, but you cost yourself a chance at way more money than you would have made otherwise. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Some guys, yeah, I mean, you know, Lamarcus mm-hmm. left Portland for that extra year, twenty plus million, and then supposedly wanted to come back. <laughs> would you take Lamarcus back? And fucking in a heartbeat, I would take him back. So Are do you? Th- okay. Uh, so if you were the GM, you would swing a trade to get Lamarcus back. If it made sense, if I don't have to give up CJ or Zach Collins. So but let's that, say it's, it's Mo Harkless it's and a first. Next year's first. Oh, Next year's I would first. Do it in two seconds, I would do it. So how do you think Rip City? Rip City would handle that. They probably wouldn't at first, but they would come around. I mean. Again, I'm, I wasn't upset when he left. Like, I look at this stuff strictly as these are grown-ass fucking men. They don't owe us anything. Mm. They don't. If he wants to leave, he, he played here for, what, like eight years. He's a free agent. He can leave if he wants, and he chose to. It's a bummer that he did it the way he did, whatever. I don't, like, I don't dwell over that stuff. If he wanted to come back, it sounds like he does. I think if he were able to swallow his pride and say, I'm fine with being the second-slash-third option I will go out there and set picks at the top of the key and and uh, pop and give me the ball and I'll shoot 18-footers like he used to. He would give us a low post presence. He's uh, not a liability on defense. Oh, I would do that in two seconds. <laughs> no doubt about it. I, I don't have that, like, burning hatred for LaMarcus because, like, when he left is when we we started this iteration of the holy backboard, so I didn't have that. Like I didn't, I wa- I was a Blazer fan, but like I didn't watch every game like I do now. So it's just like, yeah, he left. That's that, it sucks. But as Blazer fans or as fans of like a small market NBA team, you're gonna have to deal with that a lot. You got to get used to it, have thick skin about it. I know he was there for eight plus, but it it, it is what it is. But so I would take him back. There's a lot of people that would give him shit for a while because, you know, fans are petty sometimes. Yeah, and it's fine. I understand that side, too. I, I try not to get emotional about it. All right. You know, and it's probably because I've been a Blazer fan my whole life. Like, exactly. You're used to it. All the time. You just fucking deal with it. Life right. goes on. And we, we've been recording for about an hour, and uh, okay. I got two two last questions for you. Okay. Do you think we make any other move this free agency? Uh, now that Nurkic is signed, um, no. Okay. I don't. Two. Where do you think the Blazers? I totally early pr- predictions. 
where do you think the Blazers fall in the playoffs? Like, what seed? Or do I we think, make the playoffs? I think, and I remember last year when we did predictions right before the season started, I remember I was very pessimistic. I had us, like, fighting for a playoff spot. To be fair, if the Blazers lose, what, three more games last year, they don't make the yeah, playoffs? Exactly. Like that 13-game ga- streak, bro. It was yeah. the most important stretch of basketball that entire year. Because teams and in the I, West were winning, except we won three extra games. And I fucking... I hated the argument after the season ended where you get from a lot of people like, you were the three seed and you got swept. And it's like, it, it was wasn't really difference. like that. It wasn't really like that. And it wasn't like we got killed. The games, three of the four games were close. And like, yeah, this whole like, you were a three seed and... Yeah, how do you come back from that? Or, you know, you guys are, should be projected to be better next year. It's like, no, I don't think so at all. I think I would predict that we fight for, like, the 6, 7, 8 spot for next year. For sure. It's going to be Golden State, Houston, OKC. The Lakers will probably be ahead of us. We'll be battling against Utah. Um, I think New Orleans Minnesota. got the 5. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, sure. New Orleans will probably be ahead of us. Uh, it, depending on what Minnesota does with Jimmy Butler, if they keep him or not, they'll be in the mix. Um, Denver. Yeah. Denver's going to be better if they can stay healthy. If Michael Porter ha- – I mean, they dealt with so much injuries. We were extremely healthy this year. Like, we were on the mm-hmm. – Oh, yeah. We were yeah. on, the, like, the, the, the extreme health. So, like, they had to deal Which with Paul is- Millsap. They had to deal with Jamal Murray. They had so many injuries – if they get to work together and get that continuity, they could be scary, man. And Michael Porter Jr., bad motherfucker. So I agree with oh, yeah. you. We'll be fighting uh, for it. Especially the value they got him at. Especially oh, yeah. with where they got him. Absolutely. I, I, I see him at the 6-7 fighting for the playoffs. If everything breaks right, I could see him be like the 6 seed. But I could also like see him... In the lottery. The West is getting tougher and tougher every year. And this is a scary thing. So this is... People talk about what's the next big move with Portland. If we don't make the playoffs, this is Terry Stott's last year under contract. I think... And I don't agree with this. But I could see... Knowing that after this season, Dame will have two more years on his contract. I could see them doing a whole regime change. And saying, Terry, we're not going to renew you. Stott, you're gone. Bring in a new GM. Let that GM hire his own coach. And then try to fix it in two years. Try to fix the relationship between... Because we have pieces, right? Damian Lillard is a first-team All-NBA player. The NBA recognized him as a top-five NBA player. He finished fourth in MVP voting. I would be so frustrated if I were him with what he's had to deal with since I call it the mass exodus of LaMarcus leaving, trading Nick, and then not even offering... or uh, Not even offering Wes or Rolo anything. We've basically been this. We have not improved since that that year. I mean, we haven't really at all. It's basically the same team. Like we, it's the same result every year. Mm. Uh, so yeah, if we don't make the playoffs or if it's underwhelming, I think the next big change will be a regime change and then trying to salvage what you have left. Because you're still gonna have Dame. You're still gonna have CJ. You're still gonna have Nurk. I don't think if we're hovering around the five through eight seed at the trade deadline, I don't think Olshay trades CJ. And if that regime change happens, 
one of our two guards is gone. <laughs> oh, I could, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think they would trade CJ unless Dame was like fucking trade me, which you know there were rumors. I mean, the rumors of the past few weeks have been ridiculous with Dame okay, to yeah, LA. Yeah. All right, let let's talk Dame LA, Dame New York before we get out of here. I don't believe that shit at all. <laughs> well, the, for Dame, in order for Dame to be traded to LA, I believe we have to take they Dame. Would, yeah, they would. I've done the stupid trade fucking machine. And if you include everyone but Ding, all their young assets, it still doesn't work. Yeah, because like they're all to. young assets. They aren't on that second round, that second contract. Yeah, so we would so have you, to be responsible for paying them along yeah. with Dang. So we, in yours, do we end up with Dang, Myers, and maybe Evan Turner to make out? Like our team isn't have such bad salary. On no, it, if, if, we if, if we made that trade, it would be Dang. Uh, Meyer, Myers, Evan Turner, and Mo would be for the next two seasons. We'd be on the hook for 160 million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's there's no. I mean, Neil it, it say, just doesn't seem Neil feasible. Say already gets enough shit for the contracts he has. There's no way he would trade away our best, a top five NBA player to bring on that contract. A dude who like raps about loyalty. Well, and like even you know Ramona Shelburne, I think was one who's like I've heard murmurs that he's wanted to go to LA for a while. Even if, even if I don't believe that, even if it were true, he's got three years left on his contract. He has no leverage. Yeah, you run for like None. three years is a long time. Yeah, he can't be. He can't be demanding. He can maybe say he wants to be traded, but he can't say he doesn't trade have leverage. Me, he can't himself. say trade me to that team. Yeah, like no, it doesn't work that way. And I don't think he would. I don't think that's in. I could see him one day asking for a trade, but not like now. No. It's not definitely not now. I could definitely like. Last year of his contract, we ain't doing shit. Fuck it, let's trade him. Well, and I said uh, in the, when I was on the trail, the trail casters podcast, I said that the Blazer fans, this Nurkic signing is going to help. I think alleviate some of his frustration. I do believe that. But when the Ed Davis thing happened, he Damian Lillard obviously on social media was not happy about it. I said that Blazer fans need to brace themselves for the day that he asked for a trade. Oh, because yeah. it it it's. It could happen in a couple years. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, Here's the deal, man. People aren't willing to listen to that type of stuff until it, like, literally happens. So we have a warning. We have a due date for when we have to compete legitimately, not this, get sweeped the last few times we're in the playoffs. We have a time where we have to be competitive, and if we're not, we're going to lose you know, our all-world point guard. It's good because the bad contracts come off the books before he's a free agent, right? Yep. It's the it's the year before he's a free agent. Yep. So that, I could totally see a situation where if we don't do well this year, they let Terry walk. Again, I would hate that because I love Terry's thoughts. They let him walk. GM gone. Bring in someone like David Griffith, who's like wants to be a GM again. You just bring in someone, have them hire a coach, and um, get have one year before those contracts come off, and like really game plan for what you're going to do. Either if whether that's trade for a player, because we know how fucking hard it is to get even people to meet. Neil couldn't even get dudes to meet with him. Um, you know, we heard about like the White Sites and Howards, but they never met with Neil. They mm-hmm. just said that they like I was considering it. Chandler Parsons met with us. Thank God he didn't come here, and then. Then you get then you get Evan Turner for a lot of money. All right, last question. I know I said that like a f- lot, but last Hit question. Me. 
how good do we have to be Dame's last year, like, for him to stay? How good? Like, if if you want to talk about, like, a level of team, like, how good do we have to be for Dame to sign the dotted line, third contract, let's run it back? Like, how, how good? How, how old is he going to be when that contract's up? When this contract's up, how old is he going to be? He will be 30 and an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, I mean, if if that year before we're not in the Western Conference Finals, like you're not going to be able to keep selling him on this potential. On he'll these, be 30 oh, too. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I could, yeah, if he doesn't ask to be traded before then. Um, so Western if, Conference Finals are bust. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been in the second round twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. It's not like second round is is something new to him. Uh, has, so he's made he's made the playoffs every year he's been a pro, right? Nah, not twenty twelve. His rookie year, he, he had JJ Hickson as the center. Twenty thirteen, oh, that and it was the, the next Rolo. year was Rolo. Yeah. Okay. So full five out of the six years he's been a pro. Mm-hmm. He's made the playoffs the last five years. Yep. Yeah. So he's used to making the playoffs. Um, if he misses, if we miss the playoffs the next few years, that's going to be scary. But yeah, I mean he's. He's such a competitive dude. Like he'll want to know what it's like to compete for a title, and we have not been there yet. So yeah, I mean, I think it's Western Conference or at bust. least. Yeah, if he again, if he doesn't ask for a trade before then. All right, Evan. One last time, give the good people of iTunes, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Dash Radio, Nothing But Net Radio. Tell them how they they can reach you. Uh, Evan M PDX on Twitter, Evan M PDX on Instagram, EvanM.com. and just hit me up. We can talk sports. Don't get in any fucking debates with me about Shabazz versus Steph Curry. I don't or Steph Curry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. If we start up making, if we start arguing about shit like that, Neil wins because he wants us to focus on that. Do you think other playoff teams would be talking about? Signing Seth Curry, no. Their fans wouldn't do that, so let's not fall into that trap. But we could talk about other stuff. All right, talk and about. for the Holy Backboard, it's holy ba- at the Holy Backboard. I'm at DeSage. Dustin's at DHaws22. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Dash Radio, Nothing But Net Radio. And uh, we're out. Thank you, Evan, for hanging out. Wherever you may be, this is Bill Shinley. Good night, everybody. Let's go!